This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Bodega, 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 alpha and omega. Siamese sailors sell celery sandwiches. A wing about a serving platter. Hey, Jamie. Yes. Uh, did uh, Did you want to try reading that line on the script there? Oh yeah. Let's see. Uh, you could say big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive. That one. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm just not warmed up yet. Shouldn't be long. Detector test. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive today. The marmot mangled by mushu pork pancake. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Ghost in the Night with Phil Sams. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 101 of Ghost in the Night, a Haunting Zan Paranormal Podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. Greatly appreciate it. I know everybody's uh, got a lot going on, and I really appreciate everybody that takes the time to check out this podcast and spend a little time with me. Now, today we're going to do a little bit of uh, paranormal headlines. Uh, they're fun little topics that I come across on the good old internet. And I think they're worth sharing. I mean, we need to lighten up here a little bit and have a good time with everything that is going on in the world. I know it's a stressful time for everybody with the craziness that is 2020. So let's have a little fun with paranormal headlines and see what we can find on the internet. Um, The first one I want to cover is, we're going to go down the UFO rabbit hole a little bit. and. A lot of people see UFOs. There's a lot of things in the night sky that people don't normally see, or they don't they miss they don't really understand what they're seeing. So there's a lot of misidentification, and that plays a big role in looking for UFOs or UAPs or whatever whatever they're called now. So the first headline is from a. TV station, I believe, or the web TV station website, Fox 9, KMSP, I believe it's out of Minnesota. Yeah, it's out of Minnesota. And the headline reads, the truth is out there. UFO sightings are up this year. Which, you know, before I get into the article, that does not surprise me, with, especially with, you know, the COVID that's going on, the people quarantined or not going out as much. I would expect more people to be trying to Pass the time by even, you know, looking up to the skies, going out in the patios or porches or whatever you have, and just kind of looking up at the night sky. Because what else is there to do? You can only watch so much damn television. So, are sightings up this year? Just like paranormal, I kind of would expect people would be more, would be more likely to encounter some stuff paranormal-wise, just for the mere fact that they're home, they're frustrated. And they not necessarily are looking for it, but the frustration level, the mental state could lead to more paranormal activity, just like the UFO sightings, you know, trying to pass the time. So are sightings up? Well, apparently in Minnesota, they are. So there has been, according to this 
um, TV station, there has been an increase, a significant increase, we'll say, using big words, in UFO sightings this year, both in the Minnesota area or the state of Minnesota and also across the nation, which they're not back. They don't back it up in the article according to the national level, but they do say they are up there in the state of Minnesota. But they are communicating with groups that basically research this. They go out and talk to um, people who have had encounters who are seeing some strange things. Everybody's, anybody in this field or, you know, is familiar with the History Channel has heard of MUFON. They actually, our network is put together to actually search and answer some of these UFO questions. And they have, uh, you know, numerous, numerous numbers of volunteers around the world. And that they spend their time investigating UFO sightings. So what do we have in the article here? Let's see. You know, and UFOs have been a big deal since 2017, really with that New York Times article when things, you know, were kind of exposed and you, you're you getting some disclosure from the government. But so things are on, things are definitely on the uptick. I don't know whether there's going to be even more disclosure coming out in this year or the remainder of this year or next year. I think we got our hands full a little bit, but this article basically talks about how, you know, this year, just in Minnesota, there's been 99 sightings thus far. Um, And it looks like, let's see, in Minnesota, let me read it here. Minnesota MUFON has 80 volunteers who document about, who have documented about 1,226 encounters or UFO sightings in the last 20 years. And it's all over the state. So there's 99 sightings this year. And over the last 20 years, there's been 1,226. That works out, according to my math, works out to be, on average, over the last 20 years, 61.3. So figure 61 sightings per year. So naturally, they are up in... Uh, sightings on average this year. So that is interesting. But here's the kicker. If you read further in this article, you know, that's not the uh, only or the greatest number of sightings, naturally. In the last 20 years, let's see, in 2015, they had 114. So what was going on in 2015? No pandemic there. So I think it's just um kind of making a mountain out of molehill, molehill, if I could speak. I don't think there's anything significant about this year. I would think there is, like I said earlier, but I'm, you know, it's just people don't look up to the sky as much as they used to or in years past. We're busy. People have a lot going on, so I'm not sure if you can really, by the numbers, yes, it's up, but like I said, in 2015, there was a lot more you know, 15 more to be exact. So I'm not, I don't think UFO sightings are on the uh, rise or dramatically on the rise overall, but it is very interesting. Now, interesting fact that they state in this article, let's see here, about the MUFON cases that they investigate. Let me read. Only 6% of the MUFON cases turn out to be a hoax or to be hoaxes, but have 
perfectly logical explanations. So, 6% of, uh, so, that, naturally, if it's a hoax, it has a perfectly logical ex explanation, I would think. It's called a hoax. Somebody's hoaxing it. That is logical. I don't know if they're trying to say that only 6%, maybe I'm just ignorant and can't read, but I don't know if they're saying only 6% are actually possible UFO sightings that can't be documented, or 94% are. That's, that's interesting. Um, so, let's see if read the case files. I think that's about... Now, here's a say. Let's see. Is quarantine to blame? Um, let's see. Let's see a, a quote from Thaddeus, oh, some guy named Thaddeus. I'm not going to try to butcher his last name. He's a planetarium educator at the Bell Museum in St. Paul. Has He has an explanation for the increase in UFO sightings. Let's see what he says here. Sorry to say, I don't think it's aliens, he told the Fox 9 investigator. The most solid answer is, for the Last few months, we've been stuck at home. We've been spending more time outside, so we're seeing things you don't see if you're stuck inside and office all day. If you don't, if you're stuck in an office all day, um, thank you, Captain Freaking Obvious. If you're stuck inside in an office, you're unless you got a sunroof or just a glass ceiling, but you're busy at work. So, Ned, that's. Just, that's really a redundant statement. I don't know why we had to include that in the article. Whatever. Um, let's see here. Thanks to the Hubble Telescope. What people already know is that, know is what's up there is more wondrous and myster mysterious than mere flying saucers and infinitely expanding universe of black holes and dark energy. There are more than 400 billion billion stars in our own galaxy, galactic neighborhood, the Milky Way, and the Earth is at the edge of a long spiral. Okay, thank you for the astronomy lesson. We all know that. Or anybody that took, high, took science in high school, took astronomy in high school knows that. You don't have to be a professor or have a PhD in astronomy to figure that. If you've watched the History Channel, you know this crap. Um, UFOs are a part of the narrative, a stab in the dark at fundamental at a fundamental question that could unite humanity. Are we all really alone? Let's see here. Damn pop-ups. This is how we explain more, learn more. We start with the crazy ideas and we test them. All right. Yeah. Okay. You know, I don't think it's a crazy idea. This isn't the problem with... UFOs and extraterrestrial life. I don't think it's a crazy idea to think this. If the universe is what it is, it's infinite, it's we are just one little speck in the universe, our galaxy, upon billions of galaxies, it's an old universe. We know through t science that the Earth's pretty old. We know how long we've been here. Now, I'm not going to get into a religious debate about the age of the Earth, whatever. I don't want to cross that bridge or open up that can of worms with anybody, um, whatever you believe, you believe. But in for sake of argument, if this is what they think, or this, let's just pretend, you know, what science and astronomy, the astrophysicists, physicists tell us 
is true, is how it really is. You know, we are just mere newborns in the universe. So there are, ultimately with the billions upon trillions upon trillions of stars, which lean, leans to the aspect they have some kind of planetary system revolving around them, Naturally, some are going to be in that Goldilocks zone that are Earth-like and are very capable of sustaining life. They are much older than us if they have survived this long or whatever. So they are billions of years older than us. Naturally, the technology, look how fast we've, you know, expanded our technology in the past 20 years, 30 years. I'm 47, soon to be 48 years old. I remember when there was no cell phones. I remember when there was no Playstations, no Nintendos, when you had three fuzzy channels before cable. I remember all this. I was probably 20, 92-ish, 93-ish, before I got my first cell phone. Now, seven-year-olds have cell phones. I remember what life was like, and I remember... And that's not that long ago. 15, 25, or I say, figure 30 years is not that long, especially as you get older. Time flies when you're having fun. So we've made leaps and bounds in 30 years. And every year, think technology just magnifies and it gets better and better. So if you are a civilization that, civilization that is billions of years old and you've managed not to destroy yourselves or you know you've survived billions of years your technology has to be you figured some shit out so I think it's very possible that they there is life that has or there are extraterrestrials that have visited us at some point that's very possible I'm, I don't, I've never seen one I don't know it's not out of the realm of my possibility I'm not discounting it do I think it's an everyday occurrence? Absolutely not. But it's okay. It's possible. Just by the sheer numbers, there's definitely life out there. If the universe is what they say it is. There has to be. It's a, it's impossible that we are the only life in the universe. So the question is, are they visiting us? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I think it's more... My personal opinion is very possible. But I think what you have... I think it's more dimensional, honestly. When it, when we talk UFOs and some of these beings that people have, the little gray aliens or whatever, I think it's more dimensional. I think it's very possible that that is the reasoning for these sightings. I think that's just as possible as a spaceship jumping through a wormhole from a planet that is, or a solar system that is 100 million light years away from us coming to visit us. I think that is more likely that these things are dimensional and there are many dimensions and they are visiting us through that way if I had to take a guess. I don't know. But getting back to the subject at hand, are things on the rise? I think it's fascinating that, you know, you hear the argument that or the counter argument for extraterrestrial life or these UFO sightings is that Everybody's got a smartphone. Everybody's got a basically a really, really good freaking camera in their pocket at all times. Why don't we have better 
footage. Why don't people catch these UFOs when they see them? That is, I mean, I can't argue point. That is very, that's a rational way of thinking. Why aren't there better footage? It's always grainy. It's always, you can't make it out. I know distance and speed and shutter speed and all that shit does play a role in it. But I would think with everybody having a camera in the hand at all times, basically, if you, these kids, they love their freaking selfies. God, I sound like my grandfather. Wow, that's horrible. But, you know, I think it, that's a rational explanation. Uh, that's a rational question that should be asked. So I don't know what the answer is. It's, it's pretty interesting. Um, Let's jump to the next one. Let's see here. Let's see if I can find it. Hold on. I need to save this stuff a little bit better. Alrighty. Let's see. Let's dive into the paranormal and ghosts and all that happy stuff. Because that's basically what this podcast is really. Or this, you know, I, I shouldn't say it's always about ghosts. I think UFOs and cryptids and all that are very important when it comes to the paranormal. Because these are things we can't understand. Okay, let's see. This is from another news or TV station, Local 12, I believe, they're in Oklahoma. Yes, they are in Oklahoma. And the headline reads, this is from, uh, yeah, Local 12 from Kevin Severn, Severn on Wednesday, today. Sweet, I'm up to date. Uh, it says, paranormal investigators capture ghostly activity at Burger Joint. Burger joint. like it. Okay, let's see. In Oklahoma, do you believe in ghosts? I'll just go ahead and read most of this article. Sooner Paranormal paid a visit and captured a few spooky videos in the process. Cameras were placed inside the restaurant overnight and caught the lights flickering on and off. Let's see. Multiple orbs were captured on security cameras placed in the back room. Now, they do. If you... I'll leave links to these web or these web these articles in uh, the show note page of this episode so you can take a look at some of these videos i've looked at most of them but let's see here another video captures a bizarre strand floating in front of a camera in the dining room followed by a growl okay uh, let's see here. According to the Sooner Paranormal, multiple conversations and voices were recorded. Some of these recordings included Ethel, I can leave, I told you not to whisper, Duke was here, and we're dead. Very interesting. Huh, that's weird. It started playing and I did not click on that video. Oh, my, I have a ghost in the computer. Okay, let's see. Where was I? Another okay, another video captured strands floating in front of a camera in the dining room, followed by a growl. You have to love the growls. Okay, now I watched this video, this particular one, because you know I enjoy watching these types, especially when they say strange floating, uh, or bizarre floating, something strange or something floating in front of the camera that's more interesting to me than orbs i don't think orbs orbs are so orbs are what they are most of the time 90 percent of the time there's a explanation for it they're dust or something to that effect 
so I don't really get too worked up or too excited when it comes to these orbs. I mean, it's very possible there could be some kind of spirit manifestation, manifestation or talking about dimensions, you know, that is kind of a byproduct of dimensional travel, maybe. I don't know. I'm not a physicist. But that is, it's just, I just stay away from it. I've done past episodes when it comes to these type of orbs, essentially. I mean, they, they are what they are, and I'm not a big orb guy. I mean, I think there's much better things to look at and investigate that will help move us a little bit more forward and give us more clear answers, as, or at least as clear answers as we can get when it comes to the paranormal. But like in the light flicker, flickering, that's electrical, or I'm going to say electrical. I can't, just by looking at the video, I can't prove or disprove it. I mean, I don't know what or how, you know, if you experience something like that, light flickering, I've experienced, you know, that kind of still, that kind of thing as well in some of my investigations. And we did find some, there was kind of a wiring issue where you jiggled an extension cord, those lights came on and off, or they replicated that, what we saw. So, I can't 100% say that was a spirit or an entity trying to interact with us by turning on and off the lights. But what I can say, whatever, if maybe something was in that little storage room where the lights were plugged in at, that was bumping it or passing through it, that was causing that kind of activity. I can't say either way, but if it's just random lights in a location like this burger joint, then... You know, I don't know what the electrical issues are there. Maybe there's an electrical issue. I mean, those are generally pretty much up to date just with, you know, health codes and businesses have to stay on that kind of stuff. But I'm not there, so I don't know. But that is where I would start. You know, if you experience that kind of stuff, get an electrician out. Do, do a test to see the wiring. Make sure there's no shorts or anything. So it's not 100% proof of anything was there a lightning storm i've been in you know pre-storm mode in the house where lights had kind of flickered where lightning must have struck you know where i couldn't actually hear it but it still caused a surge of some sort and the lights flickered in the home so there's a million things that could possibly be other than the paranormal not saying it's not but it i like to go for more conclusive evidence or experiences now so getting back to the bizarre strand floating in front of the, the camera that so that this is what piques my interest and i watched the video so if, like i said it'll be in the show notes if you want to check out this article and i believe it's the last video on the uh yeah it's the last video i watched it and eh, it's weird. It almost looks like a... I personally think it could be maybe like a spider web that or that was in the corner or up on the ceiling. Maybe the ventilation grabbed it and broke it loose and went in front of the camera. I don't know. I mean, it's not... 
I would have to lean towards something like that being part of the, or more likely than some kind of weird spirit manifestation. So it's interesting, and but that is when you're dealing with camera, especially from the camera angle, it is up on the ceiling or up high, maybe not, yeah, probably right on the ceiling from the way it looks to me. I think that is more likely than a spirit or a ghost. Now, as for the growl, growls are always interesting, but without me being there, I can't say it's uh, some sort of spirit or demonic or evil entity. I don't know what's around that place. I Sound travels. Could there be some kind of animal in a close proximity of the place that the camera picked up the sound from outside. I don't know. I wasn't there. And this is what, you know, just, it's not proof of anything. It's interesting, but it's not proof of anything. And that's why I don't really get too excited when seeing these type of videos or going down a YouTube rabbit hole with evidence because I'm not there. I don't know what's going on. I wasn't in that location at the time when that was filmed, so I can't say with 100% accuracy of anything. So, I, they are what they are, and I don't get too riled up or too excited. And I'm not going to say it's all fake, or it's all just, there's a rational explanation for it. I'm not going to say that either. I just wasn't there, so in my mind, it's up for interpretation. And that is my interpretation of it. So let's see here. Let's go to the, let's lighten this mood up a little bit and have a little bit of a fun one here. Okay, let's see here. What? Oop, it's loading. Computer slow. Computer slow. George Clooney once dared Brad Pitt and Don Cheadle to sleep in a haunted lake house. This is fun. I mean, and I think it does prove a point when it comes to people's mindset with the paranormal, which I harp on all the time. If you, you know, listen to, to some of my previous episodes, just an episode, episode or two ago, I talked big about mindset. Okay, let's read. Let's see. It starts out, what a $10,000 bet between friends and Ocean Eleven co-stars. Or it says, what's a $10,000 bet between friends and... Okay, that's just the rich. We know. We get it. Okay, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, I, the article starts off. Besides being one of GQ's Men of the Year issue cover stars, George Clooney is a noted prankster. So we're saying he's pranked. Are they setting up for the prank that he was just screwing around with Mr. Pitt and Don Cheadle? In the latest episode of whatever that is, Iconic Characters, Clooney's recounted how, while shooting Ocean's 12, he and a bunch of his co-stars all stayed at Clooney's home in Italy. Show off. Slowly convinced themselves they were living across from a haunted house. One night, he, Matt Damon, Don Cheadle, and Brad Pitt mustered the courage to take Cooney's pontoon boat across the water to the spooky abandoned home. The first thing we saw was like a statue of a snake eating a woman's head or something. He remembers. 
we came down to the we came to the conclusion that we'd give ten thousand dollars to any guy that could spend the night in the haunted house with just a candle, six matches, and a bottle of wine. Great combination for ghost hunting. Why is this? What's this computer doing? Just stop. Stop. Stop spinning. Okay, we're still spinning. Who cares? I'll just continue. Um, always a great combination. Investigation, paranormal. Include alcohol. And $10,000. It's a party. I'm up for it. Okay, Chilo and Pitt took the bet. They only lasted a few hours. There was a lot of... Let's see. Where am I? I lost my place because this damn computer. Oh, they had a wonderful time. Okay, they only lasted a few hours and they came back. Well, cool. Good for them. Um, This is, like I said, this really dives into the mindset aspect of the paranormal. They were obviously hanging out at his place, creepy little house, and that is kind of a, such a misnomer that all creepy houses are haunted or a house, a haunted house has to be creepy looking. That is so, couldn't be so further from the truth. Anybody that knows anything about the paranormal, about hauntings or about the spirit world, it's not about the age of the house. Well, I shouldn't say that. I mean, I like I always talked about, I think the older the house, yes, there is more opportunity for activity. Just for a matter of fact, there's more energy has been, it's been around a lot longer. People have been there, have experienced things, have felt emotion, have expressed, pushed out their energy into the atmosphere. So naturally, there's more residual type energy there. They have a bigger, a longer history just because they're older. But it doesn't have to be the fact. The land itself can't have that same kind of energy. So you can have new construction. Sitting on land that has is really charged with energy that could lead to paranormal, to paranormal activity. So it's such a... It's just leads to the the whole creepy spooky house this leads to you know legend to great storytelling because it paints a picture in our house it gets rise gets our emotions going it gets our fear going i don't think it does justice for the paranormal and it's not a guarantee so that is one mindset thing that really doesn't bother me but you need to Keep that in mind when you are dealing with, you know, a possible paranormal encounter, possible paranormal location, or just have a creepy house in your neighborhood down the street or whatever. Doesn't mean anything, but it does build to, it does get your brain working, gets those endorphins going, and you start thinking and start wondering. And that plays into it. So naturally, they built the hype up. So they did this bet. Went over there. And as you go into this, start spending time. Of course, we're obviously trespassing here. Breaking the law, George and the boys. But that's okay. We'll cover that a different time. But it does play to your mind starts 
I don't want to say playing tricks on you, but you start getting nervous. You your heart rate heart rate elevates. You essentially get scared, and your brain is trying to warn you because you it feels you are putting yourself in a possibly dangerous situation, and it starts freaking you out. And that is why they only left lasted th- a few hours because they built the hype up, and that is something everybody who's interested in the paranormal should take into account. Whenever you're getting ready for an investigation or you're going to some one of some of these most popular or more popular haunted locations that have been featured on uh, some of these shows, don't get your hopes up. Don't get amped up. Don't kind of go into it just like you're going to work. And don't get don't get creep yourself out before you get there and or don't you know psych yourself up because your brain will start playing tricks on you and maybe you will not truly understand what you're seeing and you might jump to the paranormal or jump to the unexplainable conclusion when they're and you'll miss a the rational or logical explanation for something that you might possibly experience there so the brain, you ha- you're in a constant struggle with your brain when you're doing paranormal type work. You have to keep it calm. You have to be cool. You have to be rational. Don't get too, you don't get too excitable. Don't get too scared. You know, don't build up to it. Just do it and go from there. And this is a perfect example of that, I think, in my personal opinion. And that's... It's hard to do. It's hard not to get creeped out, especially if you're in a location that has had reported activity. It's hard not to, you know, get a little tingly or get the hair on the back of your head, if I had hair, you know, standing up a little bit. So you have to fight that. You're in a constant battle with your own mind when you're a paranormal investigator. I've fallen victim to it as well. I mean, I've kind of gotten psyched myself up. And kind of got spooked when I, there was really nothing to be get spooked about. I mean, I don't think I've, you know, said something is paranormal because I was spooked. Because I try to keep a rational head. I come back to, come back to earth, for lack of a better word, rather quickly. And don't get, you know, if I get that, that sensation of, that fear sensation, and I have an encounter, you know, I try to analyze it real quick, and always I always go to the rational first. You know, rule out the rational, or rule out the normal reasons or normal causes for that whatever experience was before I jump to the paranormal. That's how I combat that. And that's what I, you know, I recommend everybody doing. Or if you have live in a home and you are experiencing something, it might be paranormal, but don't go that, don't take that road, or don't jump off that exit just yet. You know, try to find a rational explanation for it to calm yourself down. And when if you don't, then you start dealing with it. Don't cross that bridge until you have to is the best advice I could give anybody who is dealing with or is has an issue with the paranormal. But that is something, you know, I like to talk about. I do like to cover these paranormal headlines just for... You know, they're fun. They're interesting. I think, you know, I try to stay up to date. 
these are just these are kind of fun ones and uh especially the uh last one i'm going to start doing these a little bit more often um i think that is going to wrap up this episode don't forget please follow me on twitter at night underscore ghost or facebook you at ghost in the night um we do a live show on sundays if you'd like to attend and get early access to the those episodes because those do get released on the podcast feed i just released one yesterday from last sunday and this this will probably come out i'm recording this wednesday this will probably come out thursday friday probably somewhere around there or whenever i get my happy ass ready to do it but if you want to join me on facebook be sure to follow be sure to like and you can visit the live stream and watch an episode or get early access to the episode that is basically what those do it's every sunday roughly around 7 30 8 o'clock somewhere between 7 and 8 o'clock i'd like to do it at 7 but sometimes it gets pushed to 8 because life gets in the way um what else if you want to support the podcast be sure to go to patreon.com slash ghost or i'm sorry gitm podcast great way to support the program all the videos are there if you don't like youtube if you do like youtube ghost in the night be sure to subscribe, like, and all that happy stuff. And But if you don't like YouTube, head on over to Patreon. And it's great, like I said, a great way to support the podcast. I appreciate any support that you give. If you enjoy watching or listening or watching, however you take it in, and you want to support me, that's the best way to do it because this shit ain't free. But I enjoy doing it. No matter what, send me an email. Let me know what you think about the podcast. Uh, if you have a story you want to tell, or you have an encounter, whether it be UFO, whether it be supernatural, whether it be a ghost, or you have a just, you've heard a story or whatever, let me know. Send me your story. I might share it on the on the podcast, a future podcast episode. I would greatly appreciate it. Um, or if you, you know, want to be on the show and share your story, that can be probably arranged. I do have a few things I want to talk about in upcoming episodes. I do have a part three of the how to investigate the paranormal. Uh, it's going to be based on paranormal equipment. We've all seen the shows and we all know they use a wide array, array of paranormal equipment. I think those need to be explained a little bit and what they're the best, what the, how they should be used. And I also want to get into a little bit of some techniques and some do's and don'ts of paranormal investigating in that episode. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, maybe next week I'll put one. I'll put that out. Haven't recorded it yet. I'm still working on uh, everything when it comes to that episode. Um, but there's a, some other topics I want to cover. I want to get into astrology or not get into astrology. I want to do an episode on astrology. I am completely ignorant when it comes to astrology, other than I know it has something to do with the stars. Um, so if you know anybody that wants to educate me on that, be sure to send me an email at gitmpodcast at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter, handles night underscore ghost. If you are an expert in astrology and you want to educate me on the role it plays in the paranormal or just our lives in general, I would greatly appreciate it i mean i'm going to do my own research but if you want to help me out i would greatly appreciate it uh and also meditation I've, there's something to 
meditation and the mindset. I because I've talked a lot about mindset, like uh, this episode a little bit and the previous episode. I think our brain or our mind is very powerful and it is capable of a lot more than what we we think it is or what we tap into. And I think meditation is kind of that bridge, possibly. I don't know. And this is just me speculating here. I think the mind is the bridge between us, our consciousness, and that other realm, which could be what we consider the spirit world. You know, whether it's just people that have died and the non-living or the demons or beings or entities that never were took human form. I think that is our, I think the brain is our key or plays a role in getting us to that dimension or that realm. And I think it's very possible that meditation, getting in a certain state, can actually get us there. So I really want to dive into that in the next couple of weeks and hopefully do an episode on it because I think that is fascinating. And I talked about doing an experiment of you know, maybe some removing the senses and just focusing in and seeing where that leads psychically or interacting with, you know, some other entity. I'm working on that experiment and I'll be on the lookout for more, you know, updates on that. Um, follow me on Twitter and you should get some of that stuff or look for the episode when I do it. I might even do it live. I don't know. Probably not, but we'll see what happens. But I think that's going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to check out the podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, however you take in this podcast, whether it be iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, which I think is iTunes now, Google Podcasts, whatever the, whatever those two are called now, however you take it in, be sure to follow, be sure to subscribe, whatever they offer. Rate, review if you want. I greatly appreciate it. Follow us on or subscribe to the YouTube channel where you can get all the videos and some bonus episodes or some bonus investigation clips and stuff like that. And I, and, oh, I almost forgot. Hopefully, with COVID going on this year, I haven't got a chance to do a lot of investigations, so there haven't been many on-the-hunt episodes thus far this year. Um, I am going to a location this Saturday, I believe, weather permitting, uh, so maybe we'll have another on-the-hunt episode here in the next in the next week or so so that's going to do it for today thank you for listening and we'll see you next time take care everybody presents an interview with your upstairs neighbor. Hi, I'm Tia. The upstairs-downstairs neighbor dynamic is so special. We have our own language. Like when I scream at my mom on the phone, the people downstairs bang on the ceiling to show their support. The nighttime's the best time to rearrange furniture. I call it midnight feng shui. And if I sleep through my alarm in the morning, they bang on my door to wake me. So thoughtful. Progressive can't save you from your upstairs neighbor, but we can save you money when you bundle renters and auto insurance with us. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.